Welcome to the Haters Press Conference podcast. This is the first place, some say only, where you can hear football's leading managers' press conferences in full. Hi guys, James Nez here from Arsenal's training ground. We've just heard from Mikel Arteta ahead of Arsenal's match against Burnley. The Arsenal manager spoke about injury updates as well as Kylian Mbappe after the French superstar announced he was leaving PSG. Morning. Morning. Um, couple of fitness concerns. If we run through some of them, uh, I've written Emil Smith Rowe, Tommy Yassi, Jesus, Jorginho, and Zinchenko. If you can start there and if there's any <laughs> others. Well, the update is that uh, some of them have been progressing better than others. Uh, we have a training session again uh, today. Some of them they've done a, a few a few bits this week and. Uh, I'm positive that hopefully we're going to get a few back for tomorrow. Any definitely ruled out for tomorrow? At the moment, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but given the week you've got and the fact that you are managing a couple of those injuries, uh, how, do you, how important is it to use your squad in the right way, bearing in mind you've, you've got Porto and Newcastle after Burnley? Yeah. Well, we have to go game by game because at the moment in certain positions in the last few weeks, we didn't really have a choice. We have to play them. We didn't have any other players to do so. And we had a chance during matches, especially to make some changes and adjust the minutes and the load of certain players. We have tried to, to manage that in, in the best way because, as you said, it's going to be really important. Um, from the fact that at this stage of World Up, there's no serious, no worse, like Jesus isn't going to be longer. No, there's not, there's not big setbacks on any of those injuries. And Thomas Party as well is progressing really well. So, really hopefully. Well well, <laughs> I don't want to say too much, but he's looking very good and, and he's on the field already. On the field already? Yeah. So, a couple of weeks? Hopefully. Because <laughs> you know we'll hold you to that next Friday. Okay. Um, four wins, 16 goals. You're right kind of where you want to be. That's kind of part of it. The other part is how you stay there and keeping that momentum going. You know, how hard is that? Because it's kind of human nature, you work that hard to get to this point. Mm. Kind of just want to take your foot off the gas sometimes. So what are you doing to make sure that doesn't happen? Uh, certainly not, because it's the most important part of the season. And, um, and we know that every fixture is going to play a, a significant um, role in what we want to achieve. And Burnley is the, the most important one at the moment, it's a team that is extremely difficult to beat. You look at the results and how teams have draw or beat them and it's been for very small margins and they're extremely well coached and it's a team that is very very competitive so we know that we have a, a very tough match on Saturday and that's the only focus for us to to continue to play with the same energy the same enthusiasm and just play the game compete in the game in the best way possible and, and the rest will come two points and one goal separate the top three it's the tightest for probably a decade do you, I mean, you're probably going to tell me you don't look at the final margins right now, but to be a part of what could be a really interesting, competitive, compelling title race, that must excite you as you sit here with, what, 14 games to go? Yes, and we want to be there, and, uh, and that means that we've done a lot of things right um, during the season. And we have learned a lot of things from last season, so we have shown a big, a lot of level of, of consistency and good things in the team. And, um, and now we want to go another step forward and maintain that consistency, continue to play the way we are playing and perform, and, um, and let's see where we get.
just finally for me, um, we sat here on a lot of uh, Fridays during the transfer window, and you may think of before talking about the noise of a striker, and you stood there or sat there and said, I trust my players, I trust my players. You look at the amount of goals you've scored in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. How vindicated do you feel, and what on earth did you do in that sunshine to get the results that you have done over the past few weeks, particularly from your strikers? Nothing. Working a team on the, on the strength and as well the things that we can obviously improve. Sometimes about convincing the players as well to to try more, you know, and have more belief and and adjust certain things to to embrace their qualities and 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 be more difficult to defend at times. And that's a constant evolution that a team needs even through the season, because the opponents are very intelligent and then they know what we we want to do. Becky from Premier League. Hi, Macau. Hi. How are you? Good, thank uh, you. Burnley up next. Are you with friends? You buddies? Friends, buddies. Yeah. Uh, well, we know each other really well. I have huge respect for him. We had a really good relationship when we worked together and, and now as well. And um, I have a huge admiration for him. When he was a player, um, when I worked with him and he was captain, the way he conducts himself, he's got a special aura around him. You know, he's someone that... He's very well articulated, he's got great ideas, he's got a very clear vision of how he wants to play the game. And on top of that, he's got the courage that I love in a, in a coach, in a player. So regardless where it is, he just brings his lips up and, and gets going. And his work ethic is, is phenomenal. So, yeah. So is that yes? So is that yes. <laughs> have got the chance to potentially win their first five league games of a calendar year. That has never been done in the history of this football club. When you are at the top, are you always looking for like little extra bits of motivation? Do you take that to use it? Were they even aware? Yeah, there are moments and things that obviously uh, they are motivating and the players are aware sometimes, sometimes not even aware of certain things that we've done or records. But uh, it's another extra thing. The focus obviously is is in the game and what we have to do to end the right to win it. And if it comes, great. When you said talk about end the right to win it as well, when you lose a game, it's often spoken about you have to move past it and just leave mm -hmm. it where it is. When you win a game by such a margin against like you did against West Ham, do you almost almost have to park that as well and not... Faster, faster yeah, than like the defeat. <laughs> the defeat in the Tommy Zone is good for 48 hours. Um, when you win and the way we did it, uh, yeah, take very positive, take that energy, carry on, but that has to drive to even a better energy and a better will to keep improving because there are things still that we can do much better. Thanks, Mikael. Thank uh, you. George from BBC. Thank you. Mikael, um, you mentioned uh, Vincent Company. When you first joined Arsenal, you had a bit of a slow start and it just seemed to click. Um, do, you, do you think it's going to come for Vincent and where they are in the league and Burnley just need to stick with him and it'll come together? Well, I think he has already started last season. What he did... Uh, what they did in the championship was phenomenal. It was a record season for them. And, and to do that, you need to be exceptional at what you do. If not, it doesn't happen. And big credit to him. But it's the way he can convince people as well, because even when they went through a, a difficult period, I look at the players, how they behave, the staff, the crowd, they are with him. You know, they follow him and, and they are constantly trying to do what uh, what he demands them to do. And, and they've been really competitive. In my opinion, they've been really unlucky with, with a lot of the results that they had this season. Um, can I just ask you a couple of your players? Um, two of your new signings have seemed to settle down a little bit, but what have you made of Kai Havertz in recent weeks? He's got a little criticism at the beginning of the season, but just how much you enjoy managing him? I love him. 
I love him. I think we all love him um, as a player, as a person, everything that he brings to the to the team. There are two or three moments the other day with four, five, six nil, and how he tracks people and how he's defending the box and then how he's attacking the box, the position that he's constantly threatening the opponent's box as well, that, uh, that I really like. And you ask him to play as a nine, as a right attacking midfielder, left attacking midfielder, on the base defending, and he does it. It's just a joy to work with. Uh, and David Bryo, he seems really settled down. There was a lot of questions about him, but he's excellent with his feet, isn't he? But do you just think it's just taken a little while for him to, to click as number one? No, well, especially what I like about David as well is what he does in goal and the things that he prevents that sometimes you don't even see because they don't happen because he has anticipated to them. Uh, but yeah, obviously he had a, the environment that that was very challenging. But that's what I like a lot about him. The players with the courage and the character and personality, when even it's like this, that they want to be themselves and they push themselves to do that. And he has not the right to be very respected and uh, I'm really happy that he's doing it. And just a quick one, um, Mbappe's leaving PSG at the end of the season. I think we all know where he's going, but... Um, you know. <laughs> well, the, the talk is real with you, but I just wonder if the talk could be Arsenal, potentially. Would you be interested? Well, when there is a player of that calibre, we always have to be in the conversation. But uh, as you said, uh, it looks in a, in a different way. That's what I would say. Ian Tottenham. Hi, Mikael. Hope you're well. Um, you say... Earlier, you've learned a lot. Your team, you and your team, learned a lot from what happened last season. What exactly have you learned moving into the last part of this season to perhaps give a chance of? Well, what I said, and the most important thing to impact at the end of the season is to have the squad fully available. For me, is requirement number one. And uh, at the moment, we don't have it, and we're going to have to have it, and we are working really hard to have it. This is the requirement number one. The two, three, four. If we don't have that one. It's going to be difficult. If we have her, I think we have a good chance. So if you can't get your whole squad fit and keep them fit, you can't win the title? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's more difficult, especially in certain positions. When you have two or three players in certain positions, you can always vary and change it. But there are certain critical positions that then it becomes much more difficult. Yes. You're playing a team who are towards the bottom of the table and most people think are going to get relegated. Is that more difficult sometimes? Yeah than it is when you take on a team who are, like last week, West Ham, kind of having a good season, not right at the top, but just below the top. Yeah, you just have to see the recent games, when they went to Anfield, what they did, and, and how Liverpool beat them. And it's going to be at home, which is going to be even more difficult, so very tough. And everybody says rightly about you in your time here, you've always stuck to your principles, you know, the famous phrase about the project. And, um, Vincent Company, is he, is he right to be sticking to his principles at Burnley, even though they're not winning a lot of games? Would you say that's the, the thing a manager has to do? I don't know. Everybody has to feel. I, I think if you don't feel what you are doing, it's impossible to transmit it. And, and we have an idea and, and the players have to buy into it and they have to execute it. So when you don't really feel it, I don't know how you transmit it. Maybe for a game, but in a, in a period of time, I think that gets diluted and, and then you lose them. Okay. Oh, we have that. I would Something you said on David, you said they prevent things that you don't even see. Mm. What are those things that maybe we wouldn't see that he prevents? Have a look at the game again. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> one thing one thing I have seen from watching the games is he's very quick with his distribution. Yeah. Um, that seems to help the attack quite a lot. Is mm. that something that um, 
you've wanted him to do more? Is it something he's just kind of taking himself? Yeah, there are opportunities in the match, obviously, when you can play fast and, and the, the door is open that you can maximize those situations like every team does. And with your squad so far this season, have you been able to field a team you've wanted to often? And does that even matter? I'm just talking about not having all of your players available all the time. Yeah, but I think it's a great opportunity as well to, to adapt certain players, you know, in, in certain positions or roles on spaces and, and see how they react. And, and they are so willing. And, um, and that gives you sometimes a different solution that you didn't thought about it um, because the situation requires and, and when you have players that are willing to, to change it and, and to do it, normally good things happen. Okay, Simon from the standard. Mikael, can I just ask you about Roy Hodgson, obviously you yeah. went into to the hospital yesterday, just if you had a sort of message for Roy and what you think it says a bit about the sort of wider impact of managers and the stresses yeah. that they're working on in the modern league. Yeah, well, I don't know the exact details, and hopefully uh, he's feeling much better. And if that's the case, and knowing Roy, I think he will be in tomorrow. Uh, if that's the case, because he loves it so much. But uh, yeah, we all got really worried um, with the situation, and um, and hopefully he's fine. Do you think for the sort of wider public, it just sort of gives them a realization of what sort of stress you guys work on? I don't know. There is that part, but there is the part of of joy and um, and and how beautiful our our jobs are as well but it's um yeah a lot of times it's in relation to where you are you know but uh, but it's it's part of the job it's also when you've spoken a lot about the squad this season now we've got sort of champions league premier league back do you feel like you've got the necessary strength and depth to be able to go for both trophies well i don't know that's the decision is going to say that it's going to depend that uh, the, uh, the availability that the squad have in the moment and um, certain positions, as I said before, that that's going to be, in my opinion, the, the key. OK, we'll take one more in the live section from Kaya. Hi, Miguel. Hi. Just about Fabio Vieira. He's sort of nearing getting back to, yeah. to fitness. How, how far is he and how, how well is his... Um, very close. He's been training already for a few days um, with the team, so I think it's, it's very close. He's evolved probably faster than we expected and, and he's in a good place. Is there a chance he could maybe make the return to his old club, Porto? There is a chance, yeah. And uh, just one more on um, Carlos Cuesta has been linked to potentially uh, Norwich job. I'm not going to ask you anything about that, but how much of a compliment is it your maybe your coaching staff are being linked to managerial jobs? Do you support them in those kind of yeah, that's great what has happened, not only with the coaching staff, with certain staff as well, and other clubs trying to to come and and get them, which is always a, a really good sign that they're doing a, a really good job and, and we have the right people here. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe or follow and leave us a positive review. It really will help us get to more grounds around the footballing world. You can also follow Haters TV on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and our wonderful website at haters.com. Thanks for listening.